Clinical Issues by Emily Jones Respiratory Protection During Smoke-Generating Treatment of Human Papillomavirus Lesions Question I participate in smoke-generating surgical procedures involving tissue known to contain human papillomavirus. We use smoke evacuation devices, but should we also wear respiratory protection? Answer. Yes. The updated AORN, Guideline for Surgical Smoke Safety, recommends that healthcare workers who participate in procedures using smoke-generating surgical devices on tissue-containing HPV should wear respiratory protection. For example, surgical N95 filtering facepiece respirator in addition to using a surgical smoke evacuation device. This recommendation level changed from a conditional recommendation to a recommendation based upon high-quality evidence and expert consensus that HPV transmission via surgical smoke is plausible. The National Institute for Occupational Safety and Health, a division of the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, also recommends the use of respiratory protection in addition to effective smoke evacuation, for healthcare personnel who were involved in surgical smoke-generating procedures for the treatment of HPV lesions. Additionally, authors of a recent systematic review of 21 studies demonstrated that surgical smoke from HPV-related lesions can contain HPV DNA and may contaminate the airways of OR staff members. Although the infectivity of HPV DNA in surgical smoke remains unproven, the researchers concluded that OR staff members involved in the surgical smoke-producing treatment of HPV-related lesions should take precautions, such as using smoke evacuation devices and wearing fit-tested surgical N95 respirators. Two recent observational studies that were included in the systematic review supported these results. The first study sought to determine whether HPV DNA was present in the smoke generated during loop electrosurgical excision procedures, LEAPs, performed on patients with persistent HPV infections. The researchers also investigated the possible infectivity of the HPV DNA in surgical smoke. Surgical smoke evacuation was used during all procedures. The researchers collected surgical smoke during LEAPs N equals 134, and compared the HPV DNA found in the smoke with the cervical tissue HPV subtype. Additionally, they obtained nasal swabs from the surgeons before the procedures and again at 3, 6, 12, 18, and 24 months after the procedures. Some surgeons, N equals 41, wore a 95 respirator, while others, N equals 93, wore a surgical mask. Forty of the 134 smoke samples collected during the procedures were positive for HPV DNA. The researchers found that the HPV DNA subtypes were significantly associated with patient tissue HPV subtypes. All pre-procedural surgeon nasal swabs were negative for HPV. Two post-procedural surgeon nasal swabs were positive for HPV. The HPV subtypes found in the positive nasal swabs match the corresponding exfoliated cervical cell HPV subtype and the surgical smoke HPV DNA subtype. 
Both positive nasal swabs were collected from surgeons who wore a surgical mask during the procedures. No positive results were found in the swabs from surgeons who wore an N95 respirator. The researchers concluded that surgical smoke generated during a leap involving tissue positive for HPV can contain potentially infectious HPV DNA, and that perioperative teams should employ smoke evacuation systems and wear N95 respirators during these procedures. The second observational study was aimed at identifying the presence of high-risk HPV in surgical smoke generated during leaps in patients with high-grade squamous cell lesions. The researchers collected surgical smoke generated during 24 procedures and analyzed the HPV subtype from the resected cervical tissue. They detected HPV in four of the 24 samples of surgical smoke. The four HPV-positive smoke samples contain the same HPV subtype found in the patient's cervical tissue. The researchers concluded that it is possible for surgical smoke to harbor high-risk HPV, and although the infectivity to healthcare workers is still unclear, healthcare workers should employ smoke evacuation and respiratory protection measures during leaps. Perioperative team members should discuss the surgical smoke safety plan before surgery and reassess as needed. For example, before a surgical smoke-producing procedure involving tissue-containing HPV, the team should decide to use surgical N95 respirators as secondary protection in addition to effective smoke evacuation devices. Perioperative leaders also should establish a process by which to notify team members that they should use respiratory protection. For example, surgical N95 filtering facepiece respirators as secondary protection. This form of communication ensures the team members remain aware and don the recommended personal protective equipment to support their safety.